Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rectifier Podcast, sponsored, as always, by Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel and Website Amp. Uh, we've got another Chats edition of the podcast, and we're going to talk with Barry Carter. Uh, he's a poker player. He's an author. He's an editor. You know the name. Now it's time to meet him and chat a little bit with him. Uh, first, let's introduce our panel. My name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in the Poker Stars home game. Uh, and my quote is from Eugene Ionesco, who says, a writer never has a vacation. For a writer, <laughs> life consists of either writing or thinking about writing. Nice. And uh, that must be especially true for poker writers, because already I feel like my life consists pretty much exclusively about thinking about poker. I'm Jim Reed, uh, Bluffsterini in the home game. You can find out about me and all the other members of the Wrecking Crew by going to rec.poker slash crew. And I'm Rob Washam, and you can find me as Rabman50 just about everywhere. And I have a quote from an author by the name of Barry Carter. Hmm. Uh, somehow managed to write four of the most reverent, revered poker books of all time, despite not understanding basic pot odds. <laughs> that, that's actually a quote from uh, Chad from the um, Chasing Poker Greatness podcast, which I lifted because he uh, he's constantly disappointed with how little I seem to know about the game, despite having <laughs> written four books on the topic. <laughs> yeah, I got that on your Twitter feed, and I thought it was yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting it because I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it's a quote of a quote of a quote, but it sounds like it applies. We'll we'll dig into that a little bit and see how much truth there is. Uh, with that. But after we chat with Barry, we are going to do the Rec Poker community happenings. Uh, as you guys know, after that, we talk about who won the home games and all of that good stuff. We will talk a little bit about our emerging partnership with the World Poker Tour, including a, a really cool event coming up there, the weekly tour tournament at Running Aces, a road trip with Run Good, all kinds of really cool stuff coming up that we'll dig into after the break. Uh, but before we do that, let's bring him in, Barry Carter, all the way from across the pond. Uh, welcome, young man. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Yeah, pleasure to finally have you on. We're past the 300 show mark, and I don't know how we didn't get you on here before, but uh, it's overdue, and welcome welcome to Rec Poker. Uh, yeah, so tell, tell us what's going on, man. So, you know, I think a lot of Rec Poker Nation knows your name. They know who you are a little bit, but a lot of us are like, what's this guy's story? So let's let's hear a little bit about your story. Where did you come from? How did you get into the poker world? Uh, introduce us to the man uh, beyond the name. Yeah, I um, am best known perhaps as the smaller name on uh, some well-known poker books uh, uh, with Jared Tendler and, and Dara Carney, who's a friend of the show that I know. Um, I've been playing poker for 20 years or so. And when uh, I, I got very, very lucky, I just had a boring insurance job, but I started writing about poker on a blog. And uh, a magazine, World Poker Tour magazine in the UK, um, contacted me and offered me money to write for them, which I thought was the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> I didn't even really know there was such thing as the poker media at the time. Um, so I just harassed the editor of this magazine once I realised you could get paid for this stuff and just, you know, just pestered him every single week with new article ideas and ended up pretty much like being one of the 80% of the contributions to the magazine when it was around. If, if people don't know what a magazine is, by yeah. the way, it's like, a, it's like a paper parchment that people used to uh, read things on pre the iPad. Um, Weird. And uh, yeah, so I, I got my start in the poker media there. I went on to become the editor of the UK site of, of Poker News. Um, 
and uh, moved over to pokerstrategy.com very, very soon after Black Friday because I thought you guys were screwed with uh, online poker. <laughs> so I went, for, I went to a European site. Um, and in the interim, I, um, I, I wrote four poker books. I actually just finished a fifth poker book. It's going to be out in a few months. Um, two with Jared Tendler, The Mental Game of Poker 1 and 2. And more recently, uh, one on satellites and one on PKO tournaments with Daro Kani. Um, I used to be quite a serious player. I'm starting to become a serious player again under Dara's tutelage, uh, but I'm mostly a recreational poker player. And uh, I, what I bring to the table in those books is that I am kind of like the audience. I am not the expert. So it's, you know, if I, as Dara <laughs> explained on your very podcast, if I can understand the concepts, um, you know, anyone can. Well, and I think that's why it's so relatable. I think at least for us recreational players and, you know, recreational is kind of across the board. There's some that, you know, desire to be pros and a lot of us that are just sort of playing for fun still. And, you know, I mean, the books are accessible to us. Like we can understand the books, which is, which is a great testament because it's not, it's not easy to make something complicated, simple. So a great testament to you there. I, I for you first caught my ear though, the boring insurance job. So I spent about 30 years and as an actuary, I'm a bore in boring insurance job. So I'm kind of curious what you were doing in the insurance field and oh even more boring i i um <laughs> well I, I, I don't know <laughs> i went i worked in a call center um for a pensions company here in the uk okay uh, and <laughs> used to take calls from people wondering why they had no money to retire with yeah after they not contributed anything to their pension for 40 years or so it was um it was a temp job that went wrong because I ended up stuck there for six years. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I discovered the wholesome world of gambling that got me out of it. Right, exactly. Well, and that's that's kind of what I want to talk about. We've talked to a couple other guests about that as well. This this idea that you know you got you got introduced to this idea of poker media. You you wrote an article, you got paid, and then you like harassed people. Then you started getting more intentional about it. And I know. We have a number of people who are like, man, I'd love to work in the poker industry. I don't know where, here's my skill sets, whatever. But I feel like that's one of the common themes is people that are saying, well, if you want to do it, you kind of have to pursue it. You have to be intentional. And mm. it sounds like that's what you did, right? You didn't just kind of sit back and keep waiting for breaks. You took the bull Absolutely. by the horn, so I, to speak. Yeah. Whatever success I've carved out, I, I managed to do it through sort of persistence, um, mm. not particularly through talent. Uh, it's even even better like it's people think that it's harder to get into the poker media now but I, I strongly disagree because i think anyone can make a youtube channel now if somebody wants to get into yep. the poker media i suggest they start by making their own youtube channel you will learn more about marketing content creation your audience and everything else than some of us old guards in the media poker media do by having your own poker youtube channel for three months i guarantee you that so you don't even need to sort of have to have find an editor that will pay you now you can you can completely go it alone and you will probably know more than myself and a lot of my peers in a year's time if you went down that route i love it and then you know you build up social proof you build up some credibility maybe you don't get a million followers but i think so many people are are looking for that okay well if only this big name would hire me and i could get my break i know i could do well but just start doing it right if you want to do it do it right if you want to write, write. if you want a video video if you want a vlog vlog right there's a fantastic young guy at the moment who's got a YouTube channel. He goes by the name Greg Goes All In. Uh, and he just does three or four minute poker comedy sketches from his mm. house. I'm, I get the impression that he started the channel because he was bored during lockdown. <laughs> and 
He's really, really funny. He's done it all off his own back, and he managed to secure GG Poker sponsorship last week. Wow. Um, and most people, I'd, I'd suggest most people don't even know who he is yet. You know, his, his videos get about 7,000 views mm -hmm. per video, but he's very, very funny, and he didn't wait for anyone to uh, give him permission to do it, and he's carved his own little niche out. And, yeah, there's there's hundreds, hundreds of examples like that in poker and millions of examples. Yeah, I mean, people are, we're all hungry for content. We're in the world. Sorry, there's a little, little lag there or something. So I think I talked over you. I apologize. But yeah, I think, you know, we're all hungry for content. I think, you know, people want to have it delivered in different ways. You know, we live in this place where we can kind of get it however we want it. So deliver it in the way that's appealing to you. And there's going to be a target audience of people that are going to say, yeah, that's how I want to receive my information. So I, I love that too. And, and, you know, Jim and Rob, you guys know, just jump in. You're going to have to over talk over me to get in here with Barry, but uh, feel free to jump in. Um, I'm kind of curious, like I, with the books too, I'm, I'm very interested in this thing. Like, so you, you're the small name on the books, right? With Jared Tendler and with Dara, but I mean, they give you so much credit for that. And so first of all, I'm curious why you're the small name, because I think it's inappropriate. And I think they both screwed you over. But secondly, I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of curious, like what, you know, what, what does that look, what did that look like? What was your role in those books? Was it similar with, with the two of them? Were you, you know, kind of, were you ghost writing and, or were you editing or were you co-writing? Like, how do you, how do you characterize your role in those books? Well, um, with Dara, most of the stuff was me remembering his passwords for him because he's really old. Um, <laughs> okay. So you were like, you, you were like the password keeper. Yeah, I was, I was, but no, in, in all honesty, um, <laughs> I my my role really was just doing all this. I genuinely consider Dar and Jared to be two of the great sort of poker minds in this industry. That's in, not what you were supposed to say. And you were uh, sorry, I cut you off. But you're no. supposed to just throw them under the bus. Like I I don't know how much better of an opportunity I could have given you to throw them under the bus. But no, no, I can't because it was it was my idea to make myself the small name in both instances hmm. because. I want people to, I don't want people to think that I created their content. I probably influenced 10% of the content in terms of insight that I brought to the game. But what I did was everything they didn't want to do. There was no, there was no particular reason for Dara to academically proofread his book. There was no, Jared was not Jared's not a poker player, so he shouldn't have been having to think of poker examples. I, I was doing all the kind of the grunt work um, so they their talent could sort of shine through, essentially. And I'm very happy for that to be the relationship. And I'm more than happy for those guys to be the ones that get the, the majority of the kudos for the books. And I'm happy just to get the money for them. I love that. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. I love it. I'm, I'm kind of curious, like... Um... You know, with, with Jared, maybe start with Jared and we'll talk about Dara as well. But like the idea for the book, was that theirs and they approached you and said, boy, I just need some help. Or were you saying, boy, you, you've got so much wisdom here. We, you need to write a book and I can help you get there. Kind of how did that look? Uh, it was different with, with Jared. Um, I, I got into contact with Jared when he was rel relatively unknown in the poker industry. And we realized that we could mutually help each other. He needed kind of an inroad to the poker world with help with marketing and things like that at the time that was me getting in magazines because magazines were the thing at the time i personally wanted help with my own mental game because i used to be the guy who would throw his keyboard across the room <laughs> so he gave me coaching i was kind of his agent as it were so when he decided he wanted to write a book he asked me if i wanted to go in with him on it and i said sure uh with dara it was it was different i 
I had the idea to write the two books. I knew there was a satellite book that had to be written and there was only one person that I ever thought I could write it with. And that would be the guy who was, you know, well known for being the, the best satellite player of all time. So I actually, I actually contacted him uh, in that instance and we formed a pretty good writing partnership because we've just finished our third book together and we're already thinking about the fourth one. And I'm pretty much going to sort of exploit him until he dies uh, with as many books as possible, really. <laughs> Which could be sooner than you think because he's old, as I mentioned. So yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get those in there, tap his brain as much as possible. But mm. I mean, I, I know Jim's got a question, but I mean, he, you know, in all seriousness, I know you're being humble and being serious about them too. And I know he has so much respect for for what you bring to the table too. So it seems like you guys are pretty good as far as you know the chemistry and ripping on each other but boy it seems like there's really something of substance there there is there is i mean uh, jared and i had a very very we had a bit of a clash of working styles I, I i get things done quickly and i don't mind breaking things jared is a real perfectionist okay so it was it was difficult for me because he wanted to do so many revisions of the book for example mm -hmm. um but ultimately it's become one of the most successful poker books of all time so it's, i'm not going to uh, denigrate that um with dara i mean me and him just get excited and we crank out the content quickly and uh, we can we can produce a lot um so um both very different relationships but both of them uh, have been sort of lots and lots of fun to do so, so i guess my questions kind of tied into that which is it sounds like the answer is adaptability but i was going to ask you like what makes what qualities make for a good ghostwriter or collaborator in this way like what kind of strengths should other people that are interested in having this kind of a role in the industry whether it's in poker or in other hobbies of their own what kind of strengths do you feel like you can bring to the table in that way um i mean i guess the only thing i can say is that i was just genuinely curious about what both guys had to say and i wanted to learn more and i wanted to be better at the things that they were talking about so i think that gave brought a sort of natural enthusiasm and curiosity for the content um beyond that i'm not entirely sure i mean I, i've been very lucky both jared and dara are very very uh, easygoing guys we've got very very similar senses of humor um i trust them both uh, unequivocally um so i think to an extent i've been quite lucky uh, with the writing partners that i've worked with um but you, you know, like maybe the most fun i've had like with Jared, like we, Jared and I released the book on Black Friday. It was the worst possible time to, <laughs> to ever release a poker book. So Jared and I became like best friends, I'd say, in the marketing and aspect of the book because we thought this book was going to sell zero copies. So uh, like we went through some stuff. Uh, with Dara, like the most fun part of the book for me is when he and I do um, solver work together because uh, it's just fascinating and he 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 still finds it fascinating even you know 15 years as a pro or whatever so um yeah I, i've just been lucky to to partner with two great guys to be honest and there's a kind of a genuine enthusiasm for the content in both relationships i love that i love i love the idea of being curious about things i know you know back in my back in my day of corporate leadership too i mean that was always the one thing i was looking for in people just are they curious and i think that's how that's how you change the world that's how you create good poker content that's how you become a good editor, right? You gotta, you gotta be curious about things because you can't just reiterate what's always been done. So I, I love that. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, the roles that you've had in the books, the roles that you've done with other, you know, poker media and kind of in the industry, is there, is there something that really stands out as like, 
this is what I just love to do more than anything. Is it, the, is it what you're doing with Dara now? Is there, are there other things that maybe you haven't been able to do for a while that you'd love to be able to get back into? Like what really turns your crank? Um, the thing I'd really like to get back into is anything to do with live poker because I've been in my house for 18 months now for yeah. obvious reasons. So even though it wasn't a massive part of my um, career generally, I'd, I'd go to a, a few events a month. Uh, when I worked for Poker News, I used to go to lots and lots of events. Uh, I'm desperate to get back and do that just because it's been lacking. I'm, I'm going to my first live poker tournament this weekend, actually. Mm. Um but no, it's, it, it, the thing I enjoy the most is just learning something new, writing, writing about it and getting paid for it, which is what I do with the, the books with, with both those guys. So, um, yeah, the, 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 working with Dara and looking at solvers kind of reignited my passion for the game in a way that I never thought I'd get back again. It feels like I'm learning it for the first time again, which is really nice. So what is the big appeal for live poker? Like, what, what is it, if you put your finger on it, is it? You know, just in your words, kind of what what is the thing with live poker? Why do you love it so much? Oh, I don't. I, I'm looking forward to being bored at the tables. I just miss the I miss being I miss being bored at the live poker tables. I, I just miss there's a joke. I joke. Um, the, the, the early parts of live poker is always quite boring to me, but there is nothing more exciting than being deep in a live poker tournament. You know, three tables left, people looking over at the other table to see if someone's bust out because of the pay jump, all that stuff. I absolutely, absolutely love the last bit of live poker. Um, I find the beginning bits boring, but I also just, I miss talking to people who, I mean, I, I can't, other than a good friend of mine who plays poker, who goes to my gym, I haven't even like been face to face with someone uh, from the poker world for about 14 months. The last, the last time I went to an event was probably about four, three weeks before people knew what COVID was. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, a, that was a pretty massive event. And in hindsight, everybody in the room was coughing a lot. Mm. Um, but that's the last time I, I did it. So I just missed being around people because when you work from home for, you know, well, 13 years now in my case, then you, you, don't, you do definitely make sure that you uh, carve out time to, to be face-to-face -face with people. Yeah, you're looking for those outlets. Now, I want to take a little break here and just explain something to Jim because this, this might help Jim. So in a tournament, you start with a whole bunch of people. And I know you know that part really well. But then if you stay in a tournament, if you don't bust, it actually reduces the number of tables. So like what Barry said, oh. I think it's the three, two, and then one table. So if you that ever makes see a like, lot of sense. like standings where people finish like first, second, or third or whatever, yeah, that's kind of what Barry's talking about. So just I've been keep... wondering about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, no, thank you. Thank you. That's really welcome. helpful, Steve. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Did you have something, Jim? <laughs> yeah, well, as you can see, I have a lot of need for studying in my like in my poker life uh, so I had a question for you Barry when because you you must feel like you're learning about poker all the time just by doing your job uh, writing awesome poker books with amazing poker minds um, so I feel like I learn a lot about poker just by interviewing people like you every week talking to geniuses like this in our study sessions and stuff like that um, but I also find I need to take some active studying time if I want to mm -hmm. actually like improve as a player meaningfully um, now you mentioned earlier, you're kind of thinking about getting more into playing or like becoming a more serious player. Uh, are you taking like active study time? Are you, are you thinking about areas in your game that you need to improve? And, and then like, how do you, with all your experience already choose to study and like invest in that part of your game? I'm afraid I don't have a very helpful answer because my study is writing books with Dara right. Akhani. 
Right. Um, it takes up, obviously it takes up a lot of my time. And the, the, I'd say the interesting thing about it is I, because I've been working with him for the better part of three years now, there's certain aspects of poker I'm really, really good at. I am good at anything to do with ICM. I'm very ICM aware, but there are big gaping holes in my game because it's not been something we've wrote in a book yet. Like hand reading, I'm definitely I definitely have a lot of leaks with hand reading. I'd say I've got quite a few leaks where bet sizing is concerned as well, and that hasn't particularly come into anything that we've written yet. That will be the next book that we're, we're working on. Um, so I don't have a helpline. The one thing I would say is that. When you learn something, if you then write it up as something to present to somebody else, I actually think that's a great way to really embed embed the uh, the knowledge because um, I've heard it's a great way of um, sort of aiding memory in general. But also, I think when you articulate to someone who's better than you what you think um, you should do in a situation and what you think this theory applies here and, and stuff. It, um, it puts you in a kind of a vulnerable position where you're, mm. you're going to get feedback. So whilst I don't think everyone can write best-selling books with elderly Irish poker, <laughs> poker players, um, you can sort of mirror some of the things where you create content for other people, put it on a forum. Put A forum would be a fantastic place to do something like that. Get feedback. Don't be afraid to be wrong about it and revise it. Yeah, and I know just the process of actually having to put thoughts in your own words, to have to actually describe a concept in your own words, that does wonders for your brain. Like it just yeah. makes your brain engage with the concept in a different way. So whether you're talking to a friend about it or sharing it with a coach or uh, like you say, just putting it in the forums here at Rec Poker so everyone can share their ideas. And, and I think there's something really valuable about that, like putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable to, to other people as well. Uh, uh, that, that's absolutely. I, I still think um, if you can't afford expensive solver technology, talking to a better poker player who's not afraid to sh share their opinion is still one of the best ways to learn the game. I love it. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like as, so as you've described your relationship with Dara, as you've talked about your game and where the gaps are, are you just <clears throat> simply influencing him to write books? about what you need to learn in your game is, is this it feels like the, the, the way the the tail's wagging the dog a little bit here i, I genuinely am um, the next book we've the next book we've just finished is um a book on the topic of icm as it relates to uh, regular tournaments not specialist tournaments right. like satellites and we both had the idea at the same time because it was a natural third book to sort of a trilogy that we'd written but the next book um really is uh, essentially a a GTO book for, we, we're, we're giving it the working title of GTO for normies, because it's like, basically, again, if Barry can understand GTO, nice. then then anybody can. Um, and I'm pretty certain, certain Dara wants to write that and is excited about it. But my ulterior motive is that I, you know, I, well, I have five books out at this point. I can't have six books out and still be bad at poker. So you know, <laughs> this one has to be the one where I learn how to play sort of post-flop quite well. Well, it, yeah, because it makes me wonder if at some point he's going to be like writing a book like, you know, how to balance your checkbook or I mean, if you're just kind of like whatever you're struggling with in life, pretty soon it'll become yeah. a Daro Kearney book, like how to how yeah. to discipline your dog. You know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm back back to the writing stuff because I'm, I'm always intrigued <laughs> by writing. I've tried to write books a little bit myself here and there and I'm not, you know, you feel like you've got all these great thoughts, right? But it's, it's hard to write. It's hard to actually write. And I'm kind of curious, you know, before your call center days or whatever, you know, when you got into writing, were you always 
did you always consider yourself a pretty good, pretty gifted writer? How much of this kind of came naturally? How much of it was, and I know you're always working at your craft, but like, were you just always pretty good with putting words to, to paper? I think so. I, 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 what I was really natural at was just producing, like just getting X amount of words done, good or bad, you know, like I had always had an urge to write. Um, and I've always been of the kind of the school of thought is, uh, that if you if you struggle um, with writing, the best thing you can do is just write something bad. Just know you're going to write something bad and you can mm -hmm. edit it afterwards. Um, you can write absolute gibberish for an hour, but just write, 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 and something will come out. And then I actually think the process of writing itself um, yields better writing as you go along. So to anyone who wants to write and who struggles with write, writing, I just say get over the perfectionism and just put words on paper and don't be afraid for it to be bad. And you can always edit it afterwards. Yeah, and and is, that, is that the, um, is it Anne Lamont or one of the authors that just calls it the shitty first draft? Kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard I've heard quite a few different uh, well-known writers say. I mean, there's, there's another one I like, which is uh, "Write drunk, edit sober," um, <laughs> which I think was like I think it was I think that was not Edison. Who's the other guy? Uh, I think it was Edgar Allan Poe who said that. I'm not oh, sure. Really? Yeah, I might be wrong. And um, but yeah, I mean, like the thing is, it's very it's not difficult to write a two thousand word article if you're prepared for that two thousand word article to be terrible. But you've got then you've got two thousand words, and you can edit it, and you can like oh I'll, you know I'll, I'll keep that I'll leave this. So yeah, I just say get over the perfectionism and just put something down on paper. Nobody has to read it except for yourself. That's so good. I, I love that idea. And for people that are kind of aspiring authors, whether that's for articles or books or whatever, just start writing. Like that is that is the hardest part. Just to start, and once you've started, don't worry about. It. Don't self edit. Just dump it out there. Uh, I Every love single that. book I've wrote was just um, an hour in the morning every day um except for the sort of the sessions that i'd have with dara like one-on-one -on -one. it was just an hour in the morning every single day at the same time and then before you know it a book was written so it's uh, that sounds overly simplified but that really was the process for the most part just get 500 words done every single morning and within looking at in like 100 days or something you've got a you've got a book so, so, the, like so the complicated journey, how, how do you write a book? Um, write words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is that simple. <laughs> Jim? Hey, 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 Barry. So um, I, a lot of people talk to me about, you know, if I could just put an hour in each day, I'd get better at poker or I'd, I'd write the book mm -hmm. I want to write. Or So how, how have you managed to have some success actually putting that hour in each morning, even when you're not always motivated to? Or like, because I think even just people being able to fill that hour every morning would do wonders for a lot of folks. Yeah. I mean, it won't work for everybody, but I'm a creature of habit. So just habit, you know, the same time every single day. Um, and, you know, yes, you will be just staring at your screen sometimes and nothing will happen, but at the same time every single day is the big thing for me. And the, the other thing, uh, which is a bit of a cheat is I actually have a bunch of apps on my computer on my phone that block distracting websites mm -hmm. at certain times mm -hmm. of the day. So I can't oh. get I, I can't um, get to Twitter, for example, until eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, I used to block my email out, but nobody uses email anymore, so I've kept that up. But yeah, I, I, I can't get to social media 
before 11 o'clock in the morning. And I also sometimes uh, block social media between the hours of sort of like two and four o'clock as well, because that's the sort mm-hmm. of time when I tend to sort of get distracted. So, um, yeah, if you can put yourself in a position, you know, put your phone in another room, put put whatever distracts you in a different room and do things at the same time. And you will event something eventually will come out of you onto the page mm-hmm. or, yeah, whatever, just, study or whatever you're trying to do. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's a it's a boring answer, but it's a really good answer, Barry. And I think people want to just get this like magic bean they can swallow in the morning and everything's going to be great. But unfortunately, it's discipline yeah. <laughs> and, you know, knowing yourself enough to, you know, know your weaknesses and, and avoid them if you can. Um, so, yeah, thanks. I, I'm working on that, too, my man. Yeah, coming from the biggest creature of habit I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's That's like, well, just block your time. Just oh, block your time. I can't block my time. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. You know, as as an author yourself, like, are are you an avid reader? Do you read poker books? Do you read other books? Like, would you? How, how avid of a reader are you? And, and what do you enjoy reading? Um, not poker books too much these days, actually, which is really silly, but. Um... I guess I'm scared of accidentally plagiarizing one of some of the really good ones. Uh, The most recent poker book I've read is uh, Modern Poker Theory, Michael Acevedo. It's an absolute masterpiece. It is just, it is definitely the best poker book written in the last, um, whatever span of time it's been after Metal Game of Poker. Um, But uh, there you go. Um, But no, I I do, I do read a lot. I, um, I must say, I haven't read that much recently. I, I tend to fall asleep. Recently, I've been falling asleep when I read, which is a new one. I think that's just my age. Is, is that going um, with Dara too long? I, I, haven't read, I haven't read as much since I've been playing poker more. I think I have a certain amount of cognitive uh, energy every single day, and, and reading has suffered a bit. But, but generally speaking, I am a big reader, yeah. I, I thought that was the whole point of books, is to help you fall asleep. I didn't really understand there was another purpose to those other that's what oh, they're for my, my my wife so often comes in to see me like this with a kindle on my face <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife my wife is a huge avid reader like just she's reading all the time and so yeah i'm always pulling books off of off of her face or whatever at night too <laughs> but not kindle like the actual book so oh, yeah. she, she's a big reader but i i've never really been in, been able to get into reading but yeah, it was a nice segue so rob washam right here leads our book study Rec poker and it's Michael Acevedo. I mean that that's what's being oh, nice. studied, which take is going to take about what Rob? What do you think? Like twelve years to get through? I think we might we might be able to do it in eleven. <laughs> it's a dense it's, book. It's very there's a so much there, so much there, so many rabbit holes to <laughs> go down. So so yeah so so, so very kind of I know we're we're running out of time here, but just kind of what's what's up next? Like what do you got on the horizon? Obviously you're continue to work with Dara. Do you have any free time? Are you, you have any projects in that free time? Do you want to write a rec poker book in the free time? I mean, what, what would you like to do? Like, give us a little bit of lay of the land. Like what's coming up? What's your well, life look like outside of working with Dara? Well, when, when, um, when we finished the satellite book, we'd already had the idea for the PKO book. And when I sent Dara a message to say, it's done, it's published, it's going to be on Amazon today. Well done. Big day. Pop the shop champagne court. His first response was, when are we going to start working on the PKO book? Like, didn't even take a, didn't even take a second. Didn't even say thanks. And the same, the same thing happened with him and the the, the new book that we're just about to finish uh, on ICM. And this time around, at least I'm all, I'm in on the on the thing, and we've already started. Uh, like, we're going to have our first talk about the new the the new book, how to, how to teach Barry how to play play post flop, um, probably this week. So 
we're going to jump straight into that, to be perfectly honest. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah. all I want to do in addition is play some live poker in the next sort of six or seven months. Um, because of the pandemic and in the UK, we've been locked down probably a little bit more than mm -hmm. uh, most countries. Um, all my ambition uh, for the next year is to just do the things that we used to do, you know, like mm, yeah. go to a bar with friends, go to nightclubs. Not that I did that much. Go to restaurants, go and play live poker, um, go for trips somewhere. So beyond working on the next book with Dara, it's just getting out of the house more, really. Yeah. So it's humble, but it's uh, really well, important. No, that, that's what I was going to kind of ask you. If and when, you know, things go back to whatever normal is yeah what are those things that you want to do so obviously play live poker but you said travel a little bit like so you know as, yeah, as, American, as American of course everything revolves around me I only think through my eyes indeed. but you know I, I like to talk to people that, are, that live in other countries and say all right so if you travel you know from the UK you know where do you go like what does travel look like is it within the UK or the certain countries you like to visit like what is what is your sort of ideal travel yeah, um, it will be other countries. My wife and I have just had a, a UK staycation where we go to different parts. We went to London and stuff like that. Yep. And yeah, that's pretty boring. Like, I, I don't want to go to my own country again. Yeah, uh, London sounds super going, boring to me. Yeah, it's weird going to a different, uh, going to the same country and the hotel shows the TV that you've been watching all, all year. <laughs> right. It's um, the same weather person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, the next place we want to go to when all the restrictions are lifted yeah. everywhere will be Berlin. We want to go there next year. Oh. And then um, I think we'd like to go to the States again. Uh, we got married in New York. Um, Want to go and see Jared. He's in Philadelphia now. Something like that. So in 2022, I'd say probably Berlin and the States will be where I'd like to go. Uh, but you know, my wife and I, we just like city breaks uh, in places like Berlin or uh, Italy, maybe, or Europe, you know, Scandinavia or something like that. Yeah. Just places that look similar to us but and they can speak english thankfully so but we feel really cultured for having gone <laughs> yeah that's all that sounds great yeah travel is something it's hard to even imagine right now but i i know a lot of people chomping at the bit so all right so the project with dara anything else you want us to know about i know you're 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 a fun follow on twitter so at barry underscore carter right i think i got that mm -hmm. right uh, yeah. what, how well should people connect? They're listening to you like, man, I like this guy. Or they're like, man, I didn't realize he wrote all those books. I mean, I, I need to connect with the guy. How do they do that? Oh, Twitter's the best one. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is the worst thing in the world, and I'm totally addicted to it. It's the new smoke. <laughs> it's the new smoking. <laughs> I am. Um, I am I, I, just as bad as everybody else on Twitter. Um, and I just mostly log in to see if anyone has liked my most recent joke um but yeah that's uh if you like this interview just please like one of my snarky, you know, snarky little jokes on twitter that's the way to do it nice all right jim did you have something no i just wanted to he, he is a fun guy on twitter he's always putting uh, good stuff out there so uh yeah do give him a follow and right. uh throw, throw some likes this way yeah barry if there's anything that we can do i mean we what we what we love doing is we love connecting with people that we think are good for the poker industry we we tend to avoid connecting with people we don't think are good for the poker industry like we're we're all about community so if people are like pro community we think they add to the community we love them we love to promote them so if there's anything that comes down the pike that you're like man i want to get i want to get this you know an additional little bump or whatever too don't hesitate to reach out we told dara the same thing like we think you guys are good for the poker industry. You're good for recreational poker. You're good for the love of the game. So, uh, you know, I'll try not to pay you on the back too many times, but like, no, but honestly, it's my pleasure. I, I, I like what you do because recreational poker players have not 
really got a voice in the industry despite making up the majority of the industry. Yeah. Um, we, we have this thing in the UK, uh, pub poker leagues, where people just go and play in bars. Yep. And you'd think that the industry would have jumped on that as one of the greatest opportunities to get new customers to online poker sites. No, everybody just ignores them. They they turn the nose up at them. So uh, anything that sort of appeals to recreational poker players and, you know, the, the, the poker industry can sometimes be a little bit elitist in that mm-hmm. regard. You know, we do tend to put um, high stakes poker players on a, on a pedestal and stuff like that. So, no, it's really nice to see recreational poker players actually have some sort of voice because um, they are the majority. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's how that's how people become pros. I know in, in Minnesota, where where we are, there's two casinos, one's running tournaments now. And so, you know, on, on a given night, there's maybe a couple hundred people playing in a tournament. Well, there are literally five, 10,000 people playing in bars that same night across Minnesota mm-hmm. because of the bar leagues that are out there. And so that is part of what we're doing is we're trying to help those people get more confidence so that they feel like they can go to a casino, they can move from their home game to a casino and hopefully build it that way. And yeah, get, get a voice. Like, what do these people mm. think? So I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that we feel like we're serving them, but I think we are also giving them a voice uh, as well. So appreciate that. Well, one thing, one last thing I'd say, um, the bar leagues in the UK, what would tend to happen is they tend to have a, a league and then have a grand final in a, a regular casino. And yep. for years and years and years, I used to notice that the regulars from the casino used to denigrate the players and just... Yep pull them up for some etiquette breach that they'd made because they'd never played live in a casino and stuff like that before. And I always used to get my nerves. The last time I was in a casino with the bar league players coming in for the first time, that was the first time I noticed that the regulars in the casino realised that they should be nice to them. And they realised that, um, you know, just like when you see someone who's learning to drive, you should be a bit more patient with them because right. you learnt once. So um, that was the, la- the first time I'd seen the regulars in the casino realise that they're an important part of the industry and probably the only reason why they'll make money at playing poker. And it's just, and unfortunately we had a big pandemic straight afterwards, so we weren't able to carry that momentum going. <laughs> no, but I, I love that. We've been, we've been beating that drum so long for, for a number of reasons. You want to grow the game, you want more entries, you want bigger prize pools. Why would you denigrate people that are playing the game? Secondly, you think they play poorly. Like you hear those comments like, oh, there's a bar league player. Like it's some sort of a real negative thing. Well, I would just ask them, so do you think they're making a lot of mistakes? Yeah. Why do you not want them to come back? Like, is, I, I don't understand the lot. Well, they sucked out of me. Yes, they did that, whatever. But okay, they make a lot of mistakes and you don't want them to enjoy their experience. I don't understand the logic. People used to say, this is what people used to say about internet players. Like, oh, wow, as an internet player, he sucked out on me and stuff like that. And you think we know by now as a collective. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, we're like poker players, the, the best ones, right? Are the most logical people around right because it's all logic right okay here's my decision tree and i'm thinking this through and if i do this and they do that and what does that bet size mean but we can't do the logic that says that we shouldn't mm-hmm. be rate bad players i just don't i don't get it but it's it's there and i think it's just our own yeah. ego or whatever that's getting in the way like typically they don't berate people for playing bad and not getting there i guess they they only berate people that play bad and get there i guess is yeah, the, exactly. the logic yeah. i guess <laughs> well barry man a pleasure to meet you pleasure to have you on the show again if there's anything you, you need from us let us know. We'd love to connect you with the masses. We think what you and Dara, especially now, are are bringing to the table is so accessible to the recreational player, like the, the poker satellite strategy book, the PKO strategy book, the, the ICM thing that's coming up, the, you know, all this stuff is so accessible. So recreational players 
follow Barry on Twitter at Barry underscore Carter. Check out the books. If you can't find them or whatever, reach out to us. We'll tell you how to connect. But uh, man, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you and appreciate you uh, joining us from across the pond. That pleasure's mine. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, young man. You can sign out there. We're going to jump into an, uh, our, our sponsor or our advertiser or whatever we want to call them. Jim, you want to hit us with Jonathan? Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with ace-king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker right now. Do it. PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker. Do it. Support Jonathan. Support us. Learn the game. Have a blast. All that stuff. So, all right. Community happenings. I think this one, we're actually, I know, just full transparency, we're recording this August 16th. I think we're releasing this one tomorrow, right, Jim? This is a... That's, yeah, we're doing the rush overnight delivery. It's a one-day turnaround. So, we're, we're just going to pretend that we're recording it on August 9th, just for <laughs> all, all of you people. But, you know, one-day turnaround. But... Uh, it's like the old days steve this was you used to do this all the time it was always an overnight turn how did you do it It how did you do it it was it was a nightmare you just stay up late i mean (laughs) i don't know you record and then you stay up late and then you turn it around i don't you just do it but now we've got normally a little more breathing room in here but we had to kind of rearrange the schedule for this one (laughs) well a couple couple quick updates before we get to the home games i'll just share a couple things you guys feel free to chime in but uh, World Poker Tour, you guys. Uh, oh my God! We, we've inked the deal uh, because we're we're airing this tomorrow. I I don't think I can reveal everything, uh, but pretty soon we're going to have a web page for this thing. It's going to be rec.poker slash WPT. Uh, so once, if you want, if you're curious, just go check that out. Maybe by the time you hear this, uh, it's live. Uh, at the end of the day, we're going to do an online event free through Club WPT. And the winner of that's going to win an entry into a $2,500 live tournament in California uh, in December. So a lot more with that. There's other prizes going to be given away and stuff, but details will be out there. Uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to be partnered with, with the good folks there uh, for sure. Yeah, I just love hearing those two words together. Rec right. Poker and WPT and Club WPT, putting tournaments together and live events. That's just however that shakes out that sounds exciting it's perfect it's gonna be so much fun you guys i'm i'm very excited about it steve it's been a while since you were just putting these podcasts out overnight now look at you we're doing editing over the course of a week partnering up with club wpt look at you bud i I still don't sleep but it's just for different reasons (laughs) (laughs) but i like these reasons better uh talking to the wpt is a lot more fun than editing video and audio it does turn out Turns yes. out more fun. <laughs> Another thing, so uh, the running aces thing. So they, you know, they've been working on trying to get these tournaments going. It's a bear, you guys. And so we're asking uh, on their behalf for a little bit of grace, a little bit of mercy as they're trying to get this going, and then things change or whatever. The tournament director is trying to get things pushed through, and blah blah blah. Right now, uh, Tuesday, uh, August twenty fourth is supposedly the kickoff. Uh, they said this one seems for sure. Uh, they think they got everything figured out the 24th, Tuesday morning, 10 a.m., $140 tournament at Running Aces. Uh, for those of you in Minnesota, it is branded the Rec Poker Weekly Tournament. Uh, cool. You know, we, we're just kind of there to help promote the thing, help people get there and tell people about Rec Poker. So 
Um, you know, they're, they're working through all the details on that. And it's, it's difficult when you don't have any staff, uh, turns mm-hmm. on it, makes things a little more difficult in that makes situation, sense. but, makes uh, sense. follow us, follow running aces, uh, for all the details. It is on their website now, runaces.com, uh, to get the information on that tournament. Uh, we're also next week, uh, a few of us are going down to California. We've got five of us, uh, Florida. Four, five of us in four beds in Florida. So it's going to be fun. I think I'll get <laughs> out a little bit. But that's all right, man. So we got the Airbnb. We got it. We got it pretty booked. If you're looking for a couch or floor space, we do have some of that available. But we're going to be down for the Run Good Poker Series, Coconut uh, Seminole Seminole Casino in Coconut Creek, uh, Florida. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So August 23rd, uh, most of us are heading down there for that deal, hoping to bring home a ring or some other hardware or just fistfuls of cash. Yes, uh, that would be good too. And if you're interested in staking that, we are piloting our Rec Poker staking. Deal. So this is a kind of our first dry run. We got three of us that are putting a little bit of staking out there. A few people have invested in that sort of thing. We, we're setting up all the systems uh, so that Rec Poker can be an administrator of uh, kind of arranging deals between investors and poker players where everybody's trusted, everybody's vetted, that kind of thing. So we're testing that. If you're interested in either uh, investing now or maybe being staked later, uh, just reach out to me, Steve at Rec.Poker. Uh, there is information out at Rec.Poker slash staking uh, as well. And so with that, let's home games. I know we don't have a Somsky, so I don't know what the plan is here. What are we gonna <laughs> Yeah, I can jump in here and cover for the great one just Rob, for a second. Interrupt them yeah. a whole bunch, Rob. And, I'll, and I, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and I already, uh, I've hit all my audio cues so far. So maybe if I mute myself by accident, I can really encapsulate the full Somsky. We'll go full Somsky <laughs> here. On August 4th, Marbles Jam, Jefferson Kupferberg. Uh, won the Wednesday night tournament, which is uh, he punched his ticket to the end of the year tournament of champions. So congratulations, Jeff. Um, on the second, Hot Rod Bunny um, won their second daily. Don't Chase 666, Joseph Armstrong, came in for a win again, winning their fifth of the year. Uh, Philip Fuhrer, MN Ted, shows up in the daily uh, slash nightly tournament series. Uh, he's won a few of these by now. Uh, Poker Cat 36, uh, Naomi Pazel. Pazel? Pazel. Uh, wins. I'm not sure. Yeah, Pazel. She, she's big in the, she's, she works with Plon a lot. Yeah, so I, I recognize the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, so congratulations, Naomi. And um, on your first pin, I think. So that's exciting. Hmm. And uh, I think um, Poker Cat, she's also a really fun follow on Twitter. I think if it's the same person I'm thinking of. So cool. Go give her a follow as well. Uh, and then my buddy Dave, um, Evil Roy CA, comes in with his third uh, nightly win of the year and fifth lifetime if i'm he's reading not this your correctly. buddy just because he's from canada just I mean, no Canadian. we all we all know each other hey buddy we all have yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. than, you, you taught me there's more than one town in you know, the funny thing is I've actually met Dave since he became a, uh, a premium member. I was over uh, near his, he, he lives near my mom in Toronto. Okay. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you, you can believe it. Yeah. Right. So Everybody's your buddy in Canada, I feel like there's like little, he doesn't say <laughs> my buddy this one. It's <laughs> no, it's just, it's just the cream rises to the top, Steve. Nice. Speaking of which, so here's uh, Rob Adsom coming in, winning yeah. the mixed event. Uh, no surprise there. Rob's a killer. Uh, so Captain Walleye, congrats there. And on the international event, Rick Rock Omen, Rick the Good Dog, mm-hmm. uh, came in and uh, dropped some knowledge on the rest of the players there for his fourth international series this year and fifth lifetime. And I'm just going to point out that that morning tournament on Saturday, that uh, international series at 8 a.m. Central 
nine Eastern, there's a good chance to get in there and play a small field tournament and maybe earn yourself your first bronze pin and a ticket to the monthly tournament of champions. There's, there's usually a pretty small field for that Saturday morning tournament. So don't be shy to jump in there. He didn't run and Somsky's still trying to figure out what the heck happened there. So the only thing I can think of is maybe it was under attended to the point where they didn't uh, put it together because it should have, it should run normally. John's such a wizard with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But us guys in the West coast have to get up at six. Yeah. I always played one of those. Early. <laughs> I'm in Central Time Zone. I still haven't played one of those bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> I had my alarm set for 8:45 for a few weeks in a row. I think that's where I got my bronze this year. So don't be shy, folks. Jump in that Saturday. <laughs> if I can win a bronze in there, you can win a bronze. Oh, that's so true. And the MN <laughs> and the Sunday night LPP tournament. Uh, MN Ted Philip Fuhrer jumped in again to uh, win his first LPP tournament and I actually got an email from him already. He's no fool. He knew if you win the Sunday tournament uh, at, at, at Rec Poker, you win a free month at Learn Pro Poker. All you got to do is email this guy, Jim at rec.poker, and I will set you up with everything you need. So congratulations, Phil, and uh, thanks for all that you do for the poker world. Yeah, nice work, Phil, for sure. So, uh, Rob, you want to chat about a book study at all? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I have to apologize to everybody for as long as it's been since we've actually had a book study. Uh, but I think I've got it figured out how I can make it happen, even if my computer is not working properly. <laughs> so um, I'm using my iPad today. As you can see, it's a little bit of a different uh, vibe, but I'm using my iPad so at least you can hear me. And I can use my computer to share my screen for the uh, slideshow. So I think we can make it happen. So um, let's see, it won't be this week, but next week, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, It'll actually, yeah, yeah. It depends on how the no, release this, comes out. It will be this week. People will hear it this week. On August 18th. Yeah. And then the next 18th. one's on September 1st, if people are... Uh, getting a little behind come join rob on september 1st for the next one yeah we'll be doing since this is coming out tomorrow everybody will be able to hear it we'll be doing on wednesday we'll be doing uh session eight which is uh mtt equilibrium playing mm. first in mm. so that's what we'll be suck so if you want to read up make sure you're ready and come and join us because any premium member can join us and it gets to be quite a good discussion when we get eight or nine people talking about this book yeah, no fantastic. no lie and all the all the all the prior videos are available too so if you're a premium member or want to become a premium member you can go back and catch up if you want it's we talked about it briefly uh with barry just it's a pretty intense book but uh it sounds like you guys are having some pretty awesome conversations and i'm not surprised if you're if you're having tech issues the the ship can't go man you're the fearless leader that's right <laughs> well that's it's, right. Yeah, it's kind of tough kind of tough to make it happen without the proper infrastructure <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, not especially with that book for sure. But no, I'm sure yeah. people, people are just fine. And you know, it's August in Minnesota. Like we have, you know, four weeks of summer here. So I'm sure people are happy to take advantage of it uh, as well before they batten down the hatches in September and the snow starts flying. Uh, good stuff. Hey, so Jim, do you want to talk about the, the Twitch stuff at all with Taylor? Is there? Yeah. You know, so this is this yeah. is awesome. So Taylor's really been jumping in on the rec, on the Twitch.tv slash Rec Poker channel, which we're really just, I mean, effectively just started a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, we've already got a bunch of people following and subscribing. He's giving away prizes uh, every Thursday night. He streams his play in the home games, totally free to join this Twitch stream. 
uh, you can win uh, you can win some staking with him. You can win a merch coupon at Rec Poker. You can win a, a Rec Poker membership prize. Um, I think there's a couple other prizes he likes to give away too. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, then we like also do a staking deal for like a ACR tournament. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he has some 50-50 stuff. It's super mm -hmm. fun, and and he really he he dedicates himself to sharing his thought process as he's playing the game. And Taylor is definitely one of the more gifted players that we've got here at Rec Poker, and so having him just give it all away for free like that on Twitch is fantastic. And then we we also have a program where. Uh, uh, you can subscribe for free with Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. and that costs you nothing. It puts a little something in uh, Taylor's pocket and Rec Poker's pocket, which we appreciate. And it also means that you're entered into uh, a, a bigger prize that we give out every month. Uh, we might have some more information about later as well. So that's yeah, last, I looked a couple of days ago. We had like 55 followers on that, even though we just started. And I just looked nice. at 83 followers. So I don't know what happened. There you go. Days, but yeah, no, it's it's fun. I think it's it's a good thing. And man, when you get the more people that follow and that sort of thing, the more people are in the chat. That's kind of fun. I probably yeah. chat too much when I'm there. I'm <laughs> like, shut up. But I'm like, I love that, man. I love I love hearing what he's thinking. I love it ask, asking him questions. And then you get some other folks that chime in and it comes becomes pretty fun. So I, yeah. I strongly encourage it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of the people that likes being involved with rec poker kind of at a distance, maybe. Mm -hmm. So you've got it. You, you subscribe to the podcast for free. You know, we do some strategy stuff here. Try out some of our other free platforms. Go, like I say, go to twitch.tv slash rec poker. That's a free channel there. There's lots of educational training stuff there. Go search for the rec poker community on YouTube. We put out so many videos yeah, on yeah. YouTube that are either just t video of our own recording sessions or st specific training videos that come out there and some fun bloopers and community stuff there too. Um, so take advantage of the free stuff. And then for God's sake, go to rec.poker and sign up for a free account there and use the forums and the groups and watch the other free stuff that goes on there and join in the free events and things like that. Like we do have this premium membership and there's lots of ways to support us financially, but there's lots of ways to just get involved for free and splash around and have fun and learn more about poker. So we love that. Come join us. Why would you want to have fun? I don't really understand that. Part. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, you need to get some more sleep. We're working you too hard. Buddy. Oh no, no, no. It's, it's good. It is all fun. Like every time I'm engaged, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. There. So yeah. So check that out. Anything else that we need to, chat about there's all kinds of stuff going on but what else do people need to know mm. we got all just these go to the website oh, just go right? to the website yeah go yeah. to the website it really is the thing follow good sign up for the newsletter if you don't mind a weekly thing coming in your inbox we try to update people on there with the big things but yeah the wpt uh we're gonna have the events there's gonna be an online event september 18th so go check that out it's the same day as our online our free online heads up tournament as well so you can kind of Make that a rec poker online day, win the heads up tournament, get the shout out on the podcast, and then go bink this $2,500 prize. Yes. That's one thing. Another thing, I think I'm safe. Um, yeah, I think I'm safe saying this. Uh, we are in talks with LPP Learn Pro Poker. Uh, they're already partners with us. If you're interested in, you know, we have affiliate relationships, we have partnerships. They give us content for the for the premium members as well. But we are in great conversations that are, that are progressing uh, to do another really cool thing with them, uh, leveraging our home game infrastructure and then providing a pretty sweet prize. So I will just say that uh, at this point, uh, more details to follow. Uh, so just, yeah, just stay plugged in. A lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. And I guess just in Ryan's uh, Ryan LaPlante is uh, contributing some information for our monthly seminar. Last month we had Dara O'Carney pitch this like large clip talking about breaking down a hand yeah. for our premium members as well. Uh, LPP and all these other uh, pros are just a great part of what we're doing here at Rec Poker. Thanks, Steve.
All right. Well, Rob, anything else from you? He's, he's just, if you're watching the video, he's just pretending he's hanging out at the lake. He's just chilling, chilling <laughs> at the beach. Everything's perfect. Because he wants to be in Minnesota, right? Or is that not Minnesota? Where, what state is that in? That's in Minnesota. See, yeah, mm. you just want to be here. I know you do. No, I just like the background. It's a nice background. It is a nice background for sure. Well, well, like we said, go to, go to Rec.Poker, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter, uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to this and you're not subscribed, please subscribe. If you go to YouTube, please like whatever, click that bell or whatever that subscription thing is. That is that helps us. Uh, it just helps us more than you realize. Uh, do that. The podcast too. If you could rate and review, like if you listen to iTunes, go to that rate review thing. It's pretty quick. Uh, all of that stuff, you know, all of that stuff helps us. It's ways to support us. We try to give you as much as we can for free. There's probably, but we probably only give you about 50 hours of content a week for free. <laughs> I know it's not much, but do what you can to support us. Those small things, just retweet our stuff. All that stuff really helps us out because we're a community. Ultimately, that's what we are. And so uh, engage, be part of the community. Uh, but thanks to Barry Carter. That was fun to meet him, connect with him. Uh, thanks to Jim. Thanks to Rob for being uh, part of the panel. Uh, thanks to Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel. Thanks to Website Amp. Uh, we'll catch you guys all next time. Uh, take care.